Section 7 of Fires and Firefighters by John Kenlan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 Fire Departments of Middle Europe Austro-Hungary, Switzerland, and Italy The dominant feature of the Austrian Fire Department is the high degree of excellence attained by purely voluntary corps, which owe their development in a great measure to the system of federation introduced as long ago as 1869. This organization was extended in 1885 under the name of the Austrian Fire Brigade Board, comprising delegates from the provincial brigades under a president and two vice-presidents. In 1900 this board received recognition from the Crown, became known as the Austrian Imperial Fire Brigades Association, and obtained an annual subvention from the government. Today this federation numbers more than 9,500 brigades, representing practically the entire Austrian service. Some idea of the magnitude of this force can be gathered from the amount of the apparatus involved, namely over 200 steam fire engines and over 13,000 manuals. From time to time this association appoints technical commissions to examine all questions connected with the scientific aspect of fire control. Further, courses of study are specially designed to familiarize officers and non-commissioned officers with the theoretical problems involved in firefighting. Particular attention is directed to the inspection of local brigades, and efforts are made to secure uniformity in their organization. According to the principles adopted by the Imperial Association, every volunteer corps must be composed of two sections, each properly equipped for fire extinguishing and life-saving work. Thus these brigades can be used not only for fighting fires, but may equally be called upon to render assistance in the event of accidents of any nature. Such a system is no doubt of public benefit in rural communities, but would clearly be impracticable in large towns unless all municipal forces were under the control of the same executive. A matter of enormous importance in the economics of the Austrian fire service is the fact that the law of the country requires all insurance corporations and companies trading on Austrian territory to contribute about 2% of their total gross premium income on the risk taken in Austrian territory for the specific purpose of assisting in the upkeep of the fire brigades and towards the firemen's widows and orphans fund this law affects all companies irrespective of their nationality it must be here emphasized that the foregoing remarks apply only to austrian territory proper hungary possessing a distinct and separate organization of its own the Hungarian Fire Brigades Union consists of 1,325 units, out of a total of nearly 9,000 corps, sufficient evidence of the fact that it has not won the same popular interest. Its executive serves as the board of experts, to which the Minister of the Interior applies when technical questions have to be dealt with. An annual course of instruction is arranged by the Union, lasting three weeks, and no officer, apparently, can attain chief officer's rank in a Union brigade without having passed this test and obtained a certificate. As to the Union's general work, it has systematized all questions of uniform and badges of rank. 
It has created a long-service medal, and has issued clear instructions for competitions, and a guide for the testing of fire-extinguishing appliances. Doubtless this list of ordinances is possessed of local value, but to the scientific mind it seems strange that questions of technical import have not received more attention from such an association. True, a uniform coupling is used throughout the country, and there is a standard manual fire engine, but as non-union brigades possess these appliances, it may be presumed that their adoption has merely been a matter of convenience. The city of Vienna, as regards fire protection, is dependent upon a municipally paid professional brigade, assisted by volunteer suburban corps under the control of brigade headquarters. Eight officers, five civilians, and 475 men form the personnel of the former, located in fifteen stations, with two special watches in public buildings. The officers consist of the commandant, a chief inspector, and six subordinates, all of whom are housed at the central fire station. Of the rank and file, eight are drill sergeants, forty telegraph clerks, fifty-three foremen, twenty-two engineers, while two hundred forty-eight comprise the actual firefighting force. In addition, twenty-four telegraph clerks and engineers are detailed for duty with the volunteer suburban brigades, the remainder of the force, numbering seventy-eight, being coachmen. Numerically, such a fighting strength for the fire protection of a city the size of Vienna would seem hopelessly inadequate. But in this connection, a word must be said for the building regulations enforced by the municipality, which greatly diminish fire risks owing to their far-sighted efficiency. The apparatus of the brigade is adequate to its needs, perhaps the most distinctive feature being the chemical engines, in connection with which are operated eighty-foot mechanical extension ladders. Their crew consists of an officer and five men, additional gear carried comprising three hook ladders, a hose-reel, a hand-engine, a smoke helmet, a jumping sheet, an ambulance chest, toolbox, torches, and so forth. On duty the firemen wear uniforms of white canvas, which scarcely seem appropriate considering the nature of the work they are called upon to do. Generally speaking, it would appear from the data obtainable that there is a tendency to overload the men with gear, and that some of the heavier apparatus is insufficiently supplied with personnel effective to operate it. The suburban volunteer brigades turn out to fires in their own districts, but may be called upon to assist in the event of a serious outbreak in the city. Their equipment is very similar to the municipal brigade, and since the men are volunteers, and as such enthusiasts, they take a pride in keeping as up-to-date as possible in all matters pertaining to their apparatus. Vienna is particularly fortunate as regards its water supply, which is ample for the requirements of the brigade. There are 3,620 hydrants, with an average nozzle pressure of from 75 to 90 pounds, so that the use of the steam-fire engine is rarely necessary, doing away with much of the cumbersome apparatus found in other continental cities. The Hofburg Theatre is generally considered one of the finest in the world, but judging from the following report from the Journal of the British Fire Prevention Committee, 
it would seem that in common with most other similar structures in the european capitals desire for architectural magnificence has outweighed the less artistic essentials upon which fire safety depends it is subject to a considerable risk of fire through antiquated electric installation the switch room on the stage is one of the most dangerous the members of the party have seen besides being dangerous electrically it is highly inflammable and lined with match boarding there was much unnecessary match boarding and woodwork in the theatre it appeared curious that a building such as the vienna hofburg theatre on which such an immense sum of money had been spent should contain defects so palpable that they were inexcusable the staircase from the stage to the mezzanine was very antiquated and capable of much improvement the exits however seemed ample the theatre has its own fire staff and below the gridiron is fitted with a species of sprinkler operated from the stage level beyond this precaution apparently nothing is done to ensure the safety of the flies or the scenery dock there is of course an iron curtain between the stage and the auditorium though the front of the house is seemingly left unprotected at all theatres in vienna an evening watch is posted and the fire apparatus is examined prior to and after each performance though an ambulance service can scarcely be considered an integral portion of a fire department yet in vienna the two organizations are so combined as to be almost inseparable formed consequent upon the ring theatre fire of eighteen seventy one by baron mundy the vienna volunteer ambulance society has as its object the creation of a civil ambulance service to render aid on occasions of great emergency such as conflagrations railway accidents floods and the like it consists of three departments the first detailed for fire service the second for flood service and the third for first aid service the fire service comprises several of the vienna suburban volunteer fire brigades four hundred of the men of these brigades being organized to do duty for this purpose outside the metropolitan area if necessary the flood service comprises one hundred forty nine men from the leading rowing clubs and has its own pumps pontoons and food distributing vehicles thus acting to some degree as a substitute for a regular river fire department the first aid service comprises fourteen paid doctors three hundred twenty five voluntary doctors sixty medical students three ambulance superintendents twelve ambulance orderlies and six coachmen in the administrative building of the society there are waiting rooms duty rooms an accident ward operating theatre and watch-house the latter specially equipped with telephones for communication with the fire department police and other authorities for railway accidents the radius of action is three hundred miles while in the event of a conflagration or great disaster the society can count immediately upon the services of fifty doctors and two hundred volunteer ambulance orderlies equipped with twenty-six ambulances two hundred fifty stretchers and a large quantity of minor appliances this forms a valuable auxiliary to the fire department which can always rely upon its immediate cooperation some consideration must now be given to the budapest fire brigade which is likewise a combination of professional and volunteer forces 
the staff of the professional brigade consists of a chief officer an inspector a senior and two junior adjutants twenty-three warrant officers three engineers fifteen foremen one hundred seventy-five firemen and sufficient coachmen to drive the horse appliances amongst the apparatus may be noticed sixteen fire engines twenty-two manual engines and a supply of hose wagons and extension ladders headquarters and substations are connected by private telephones there are one hundred forty nine fire alarms distributed throughout the city which number seems inadequate since the publication of these data it is understood that arrangements have been made to re-equip the force but necessarily this operation will cover some time on the other hand the volunteer brigade is a model of its kind possesses an independent constitution and comprises some eighty members it is capitalized to the extent of forty thousand dollars and receives in addition a special annual subsidy from the municipality though legally an entirely self-governing institution the corps voluntarily puts itself under the command of the chief officer of the municipal brigade their equipment is housed together since that operated by the volunteers is bought and maintained by the city the professional head of the department has at his daily disposal ten men who do duty every night and render service if called upon owing to the fact that the fire risks in budapest are regarded as considerable it has been found necessary to augment these two services by essentially private organizations of factory fire brigades these number forty-four all told total sixteen hundred men and have a mutual understanding whereby the members of any one factory assist others in case of need in criticizing the fire department and equipment of a town such as this it must first be remembered that it would be expecting too much to demand the finished organization and up-to-date resources of a city such as new york when it is considered that only latterly has fire control come to be regarded as worthy of more than passing attention it speaks volumes for the enterprise of a municipality situated so far east and peopled by a race so temperamental as the hungarians to have evolved so efficient a service this comment is made necessary because since comparisons are odious but constantly instituted it may be imagined that such a statement of facts implies discredit the following condensed account of the burning of the parisian store in budapest on august twenty fourth nineteen o three though ancient history still possesses considerable interest on the ground and mezzanine floors of the building were business premises while the other four stories comprising the house were given over to residential apartments an open courtyard in the centre of the block provided light and air to the residential portion the proprietor of the business premises wishing to increase his accommodation had rented the mezzanine floor of the two adjoining blocks cutting large openings in the party wall in addition he roofed over the open court at the floor level above the mezzanine closing the doors on the ground and mezzanine floors leading to both front and back staircases and blocking the windows facing the business premises the store premises were stocked with dry goods 
at about seven p m smoke was seen issuing through the partition separating the business from the main street entrance of the residential portion it is alleged that the outbreak was due to an electric short circuit but more probably it originated among some of the inflammable goods in the store the fire spread rapidly volumes of smoke cutting off the egress of the tenants shortly the whole of the business portion of the building was involved and the flames entered the residential part through the glass roof over the central court thus the tenants had no other means of escape except the windows overlooking the street the door of the back staircase having meantime become involved in the general conflagration before the arrival of the brigade three persons had jumped from windows and lost their lives by the time that the brigade had arrived upon the scene the fire had obtained so firm a hold that the fire escapes and jumping sheets could not be employed to proper advantage with the result that twenty-six other persons jumped of whom nine lost their lives sixteen were seriously injured and one was unharmed owing to the openings in the party walls of the mezzanine the fire spread to the adjoining block narrowly avoiding a very much larger area of damage the moral of such a calamity is obvious when tenements are over business premises every constructional means should be adopted to ensure the safety of the residents in this connection the municipality itself should see to it that in all new buildings attention is paid to fire risks and also that no trade or business of a dangerous nature should be carried on in any inhabited dwelling this is of especial importance in these days when the employment of celluloid in various forms has come into such common use since the development in rome from eighteen seventy onwards combustible materials in building construction have been practically prohibited there in buildings prior to eighteen seventy wood could be primarily found only in roofs and floors the wooden staircase in rome is an exception and in structures both old and new a substantial vaulted fire-resisting floor separates the ground floor from all other parts of the building thus all shops on the street level are effectively isolated from the tenements above the number of factories and workshops in rome is small and is limited to a few steam mills consequently up to eighteen ninety four the fire brigade was composed of municipal workers who took it in turns to man the stations and to act as theatre watchmen since that year the force has been reorganized being two hundred strong of whom one hundred forty are firemen fifty belong to a special reserve and ten are officers the municipality pays the entire expenses of the brigade amounting to about twelve thousand five hundred dollars per annum there are in all seven stations connected by telephonic communication and an alarm system of roughly a hundred points as regards water supply there are three hundred fifty hydrants exclusively for fire purposes together with some three thousand others which can be brought into use if necessary it is estimated that the number of fires per annum amount approximately to 270, of which, on an average, 216 may be listed as petty, the damage incurred being in each case under $200. Since the population of Rome aggregates half a million, it will be seen that the incidence of fires per thousand inhabitants works out at only 1.8 
the total average fire damage annually reaches $50,000. In case of necessity, following the usual continental procedure, the brigade renders assistance at disasters other than fires. As far as apparatus is concerned, there is little to demand attention, the equipment for the most part being somewhat antiquated. No better illustration of the divergency in Italian temperament could be exemplified than the organization of the Milan Fire Department and that of Rome. The northern capital is keenly alive to fire risks, and with that enterprise which distinguishes the Piedmontese, it has left no stone unturned to keep its equipment at a high level of excellence. By the decree of the Viceroy, Eugene Napoleon, the brigade was first organized in 1811, and consisted of two officers and eighty-one men, who were exempt from military service, but were under military discipline. This jurisdiction was not removed until 1859. A great fire which occurred in 1871 showed the necessity for the augmentation of the force, and in the following year one hundred members were added, divided into two sections of fifty firemen each. The first was formed of regular firemen posted at the stations, the second of workmen who were obliged to undergo a periodical instruction, attend fires, and undertake patrol duty in the theatres. In 1905 the corps was modernized, and the present personnel comprises eight superior officers, with 240 rank and file. The superintendence of the equipment is delegated to a chief engineer, assisted by a motor expert. Included amongst the appliances are 86 manuals and nine steam fire engines, five motor-driven pumps, and nine extension ladders. The use of the chemical engine is general, and a large supply of smoke helmets is included in the apparatus. There are seven stations with direct telephonic communication, each being specially connected with the municipal offices, the police, the military, and the theaters. On an average per annum there are 785 alarms, of which 16 are serious, 52 of less importance, and 659 of slight consequence. False alarms are inconsiderable. In addition, the brigade renders first aid, being provided with special ambulances for that purpose, while it assists also in the demolishing of dangerous structures. The Scala Theatre, Milan, is world-renowned on account of its vast size, being third in seating capacity of all such structures. It is subject to the supervision of the Theatre Committee, but being a building of considerable antiquity, and very inferior in fabric, it can only serve as an example of how a theatre may escape destruction by fire, regardless of the fact that the most elementary rules of constructional equipment have been disregarded. Hence, great credit must be accorded to the theatre committee in its efforts to obtain small improvements, whilst not having the required powers for the drastic action necessary. The hydrants in the building have a nozzle pressure of about 40 pounds at the stage level, and are so arranged that the upper floors may be served through their being coupled to steam fire pumps. Another feature in Milan is also worthy of note. As in many continental countries, the government of Italy has taken over control of all pawn-shops, and has organized them into a state department, known as the Mont de Piete, 
which comprises besides the actual loan office a credit bank and a safe deposit for this purpose the municipality of milan has constructed a special fireproof building which of its kind is a model of reinforced concrete the floors of the galleries are of iron with cages of steel wire for the storage of goods in pawn there is a special watch station on the top of the highest portion of the building connected direct to the fire headquarters and a special patrol is kept constantly on duty incidentally there are some sixty thousand depositors per annum and nearly sixty-five per cent of the goods pawned are under the value of four dollars the total value of pledges in one year reached the enormous sum of two million three hundred thousand dollars a sufficient indication of the use made of this institution by a government regulation when a reserve fund of fifty thousand dollars has been accumulated the profit goes to municipal charities so that the money of the needy may be said to supply in part their own necessities the florentine fire department is the best volunteer organization of its kind which can be found in italy it is commanded by a military officer specially selected from the army for this purpose and paid by the municipality which also provides the equipment and the fire station otherwise it is officered and manned by volunteers numbering about one hundred thirty officers and men their apparatus consists of four steam fire engines a salvage and dangerous structure trap which is in itself something of a novelty and three extension ladders florence has about one hundred sixty fires annually since the water supply is not altogether satisfactory and hydrants are not to be found in all the streets special engines are used capable of drawing water at a distance of over three hundred feet when the pressure is too small pumps are used in tandem the average power from the mains is about forty pounds to the square inch which is sufficient for the services it is called upon to perform needless to say the part played by the fire brigade in venice is one which in some of its aspects is unique naturally in a city with canals as high roads the question of transportation differs materially from that in other towns the corps forms an integral portion of the vigili or municipal watchmen who preserve order and generally render assistance to the community thus in the event of a serious conflagration the police section of the vigili augment the fire section and vice versa each division has a commander and its own staff both being under the supervision of a military officer specially appointed by the municipality the rank and file of the fire department number seventy one and are distributed in six companies of varying strength their apparatus is naturally designed for water transport and consists of one large modern petrol propelled float one large old type steam float two thirty-five-foot steam launches, and several small petrol motor-boats which are used as first-aid appliances. Manual engines, ladders, and so forth are carried in a large fleet of swift gondolas. Fire escape work is done with Roman ladders, which are usually planted on two gondolas slung together barge form, or, if the depth of the canal permits, the lower length is bedded in the canal bottom owing to the substantial character of the older buildings and also of the modern residential and business structures 
the fire hazards are primarily those in the dock area, with its numerous sheds and small warehouses of a highly inflammable character. There are also some large industrial works in which the fire risks are equally great. The number of fires annually is comparatively small, averaging 125, and it is rare that more than one or two can be classified as serious. Roughly the fire loss per annum is $50,000, or about $400 per fire. Generally speaking, a considerable awakening of interest in questions relating to fire control is manifest in Italy, King Victor being something of an enthusiast in that respect. It is a mistake, however, to suppose, as is advanced by some technical writers, that Italy is more immune from the fire peril than other countries because of its climate. The facts speak for themselves, and the fire risks in New York are nearly as great in midsummer as in the depths of winter. Italy's geographical neighbor, Switzerland, possesses a fire service run practically on national lines, that of Zurich supplying an excellent example. This is a compulsory militia brigade, under the control of the chief of police, who is also chairman of a committee of nine charged with the protection of the town from fire. Zurich covers about 12,000 acres, 1,500 of which are built over with some 15,000 houses, the whole of the buildings being subject to the local building regulations and the State Insurance Association's rules in which they are compulsorily insured. Every male inhabitant of the town is compelled to do some service for the prevention of or protection against fire from the age of twenty to fifty, which duty may be fulfilled by active service, or, in the case of an able-bodied citizen who is found unsuitable for such service, by the payment of a tax. This impost is fixed upon the basis of his income, though certain citizens are ipso facto exempt from active fire duty. The fire brigade comprises fifteen companies of one hundred twenty men each, the officers being appointed by the municipal committee. Only men who are personally enthusiastic and who are possessed of good physique are selected, and are preferably recruited from the building or allied trades. Absence from drills is regarded as a serious offense, being punishable by a fine, alternatively with imprisonment. The city insures the whole of the brigade against accidents and illness with the Swiss Fire Brigade Union, and also provides a fund for families in cases of the death of firemen on duty. Each company has three sections, a fire service section, a life-saving section, and a police section, the latter being utilized for keeping the ground free and attending to salvage. Further, each company is supposed, as a rule, to be able to deal with any fire in its own district, and it is only in the case of a very serious outbreak that additional companies are requested. Thus there is a system of decentralization and independence of action in this force, not often met with elsewhere, which, applied to a large area, would be unworkable. Firemen receive twenty cents for each drill of two hours, while for fires they receive forty cents for two hours and ten cents for each additional hour. This would appear to provide an incentive to unscrupulous firemen, though probably such are non-existent in Zurich, to prolong the life of a fire in accordance with the demands of their purse. The official regulations also state that refreshments are provided, 
though in this connection it is not clear whether before, during, or after a blaze. An extensive telephone service is at the disposal of the brigade, but since all the personnel are not connected with the system, the alarm is mainly given by horns blown by those who have telephones in their homes. One may be forgiven for imagining that under such circumstances this number cannot be very great. By law the telephone service is free for alarms, and is at the disposal of anyone for that purpose. A company comprises one chief officer, one second officer, one doctor, two ambulance men, and six orderlies as staff in charge, supplemented by, for the fire service, one lieutenant and forty men, for the life-saving section the same, and for the police section one lieutenant and twenty men. The full force of all companies is about two thousand three hundred of all ranks. The apparatus is simple in nature, consisting mainly of hose-reels and ladder-trucks, housed in corrugated iron sheds to which the firemen all have keys. This simplicity of equipment is only made possible by an excellent service of hydrants, of which the city has 2,895, with a nozzle pressure of from 60 to 120 pounds. This represents a great advantage over the pressures to be found in most other continental cities, and is attributable to the fact that the water supply comes from the mountains. The fire control service is organized on most elaborate lines, owing to the fact that the building regulations and state fire insurance are practically in the same hands. All fresh construction, and even alterations, is subject to a cantonial building act, and it is the duty of the building department to carry out the law. Three members of the town council form a committee to grant or refuse licenses for new buildings or alterations to old ones and in this duty they are assisted by technical advisers, namely the city architect and a number of architectural assistants and surveyors. In the case of a license being refused, an appeal may be made to the town council in plenum, and finally to the cantonial government. Amongst the regulations is the stringent inspection and cleanliness of chimneys, and the officials are, ipso facto, liable to prosecution, in case of an outbreak of fire, if it can be shown that they were guilty of neglecting that duty. Such regulations speak volumes for the intelligence of the city fathers of this Swiss town, and are evidence of the realization by the municipality of the necessity for efficient fire control. The principles underlying the organization of the Lucerne Fire Department are very similar to those governing Zurich, with the difference that there is not so much decentralization, and the force is more homogeneous in character. It possesses, however, one feature which is probably unique. Attached to the life-saving section of the Corps is a technical division composed of experts drawn from such industrial undertakings as the Municipal Electrical Supply Company, the Telephone Company, the Tramway Company, the Gas Works, and the Water Works. The officer in command of this section is a civil engineer on the regular staff of the brigade, whose duty it is to advise the commanding officer on all technical points. All these divisions and subdivisions must tend toward some confusion in practice, but at the same time the fire chief has ever at his disposal a fund of highly scientific information upon which to draw in case of need. 
it may be emphasized however that the actual exigencies of firefighting under the conditions common to fires of any magnitude cannot permit of any fire chief accepting or soliciting advice from any quarter he must be sufficient unto himself in the moment of action though naturally he may have imbibed much useful knowledge from such sources during official discussions anything that in the smallest degree tends to diminish the initiative of the fire chief must be disadvantageous to a proper grasp of his complex duties and it is to be feared in this case that in a multitude of counsel is confusion this is penned in no critical spirit but rather as embodying the experience of a practised firefighter end of section seven recording by maria casper